We ready? Oh, yeah. My high life is tasting good. Playoffs are for winners. On the other side, we do have to deal with Ngakwe. <laughs> Ngakwe. You are listening to the Packers pregame podcast. And who better to pound the rock than AJ, the tree trunks Dylan? I don't, I don't, I don't have a good nickname for him. Answering the hardest question. Or should we just let this play out? Um, you know that's a good question. Fiery debates. It's Kyle. It's Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller's better than Jair Alexander. Yep, he's better. Uh, unbiased opinion, I disagree. And finally, the hottest of takes from the greatest of truth tellers. All right, look around, pre-snap, where's number 20, where's number 20, there he is, that's where I'm going. You don't even have to make reads. This game is a chance for Mitchell Trubisky to turn the tide on his career in the next decade for the Chicago Bears. The question that everyone should have been, well, it shouldn't even been a question, the statement that everyone should have been saying loud and clearly, yelling it from the rooftops from the mountaintops is, look what Aaron Rodgers has done in spite of Mike McCarthy. He has won in spite of the people above him and the people higher up in the organization. He has dragged this team through the mud. He has willed this team to win. We do not give him the credit that he deserves. Hello, and you are welcome for listening to the Packers pregame podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike, and with us, as always, your favorite Packers podcaster, Big Willie, a.k.a. Bill. Bill, tell the people what's up. Hello. Great, thanks. Uh, And also... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> With us, we have the resident Bears fan of this podcast and your favorite Bears fan, Jeremy. Germ, tell the people what's up. If you ever had a favorite, I'm glad it's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we, okay, the Packers need to get back to what works. And we as a podcast have decided we also need to get back to what works. So on top of what we normally do, We are going to also, we're going to talk about what happened last week with the Giants. We're going to go through a game preview of the Jets. We're going to talk about our favorite matchups, the injury report, the weather report. But something's a little bit off with the Packers. Something's a little bit off with the podcast. So we are going to bring back things to remember if the Packers lose, but they won't because we are doing the Packers pregame podcast and they do not lose when we do the Packers pregame podcast. So... Let's jump into it. Germ, I have a question that I wanted to start out with you for a non-Packers fan. How long do I need and do Bill and I need to stay calm and not panic when Aaron Rodgers is playing bad? Oh, I I, I think you should panic all the time. If, th- if this is If this is your... Like window time, and it's he's gonna retire after this season. Which of course there was that bullshit report that came out this week from I don't know. I looked at that guy's Twitter account. He seems like a quack. But like if <laughs> things go super super south with all these rookie receivers and young guys, he could just be like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> this is stupid. So I think that I mean it's the one thing I'll notice as um, a fan of a bad team is that this season is really long so if you are just bad by week four and things are looking terrible in week six on maybe for example thursday night football there are still 11 games to go like this is a grind so as a team that still has super bowl aspirations i would assume that's where you guys are at correct you're still i want to talk about that in a little bit he's not very good we have to like strike while we're still good and have a good quarterback Anytime you lose to the Giants and you look bad kind of like every week outside of Bears games, you should probably start to worry. Okay. Yeah, because I because what's going through my brain is like I've seen Aaron Rodgers play bad before and then turn it around. And it's like I, I'm I'm giving him another week or maybe two, but after that it's like full panic mode. Like quarterbacks age, not all quarterbacks are Tom Brady. 
and like Aaron Rodgers is old and he could just be getting worse. But like, I don't want to hit that panic button yet. And I wanted your take. Right. I should also add that like we are in that stretch of the season where the good teams are like it, it is turnaround time and it's turnaround season. And if they don't win a few games here in a row, it's going to start to look like a battle for the division with the Vikings. And your best hope is just one of those like 2015 years where even if you don't win the division, you're like, okay, well, we're kind of rolling at the right time. We'll take like the wild card game and we're probably going to beat whoever we play. That's your best hope if you continue this trend for about four more weeks. Bill, where are you at with Aaron Rodgers? I want to hear, I want to hear from you on this subject. Um, well, so his, uh, um, his thumb is now going to be taped. Uh, hurt so, or injured? Hurt or injured, that's right. Um, I think he's hurt. Oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, but oh, all it reminded me of was... Um, so I was asking Jeremy about this yesterday. Mike, I didn't get your input. I'm assuming since it was like 7.15 my time, you were asleep. Um... But uh, it, didn't Brett Favre, uh, Jets and Vikings legend Brett Favre, didn't he play like a whole season with like a taped thumb? He, okay, so yes, I actually have thumb. some details on this. Yeah, so yeah. he broke his thumb, he threw a ball, and when he came down on the throw, he hit his thumb on a helmet and he broke his thumb and he played the entire season with a broken thumb, yes. Hmm. Okay, and how? Did, what Warrior. season was that? Oh, I have no idea what season that was. Perfect. Um, well, I think I do. I believe it was 2003. Um, okay. Which, do you, know, do you know what we did in 2003? Is that when we lost to the Eagles? Uh, <laughs> that, um, I think so. Fourth and 26 or whatever? I think that was the year. Uh, I think so. I think you're right. I think we made the division around that year and lost to the Eagles. Yes. Um, but you know what that means, though? Playoffs. Playoffs. I know you guys so, probably uh, don't know too much Eagles history, but would that would was the right 26 year also the year that they made the Super Bowl? Because if it was, that'd be 2004. Yeah. If not, then it's probably 2003. Right on track for you guys. No, it was the year they they made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was. That's 2004. Yeah. That would be 2004. Yeah, no, but it was the, the Super made Bowl it. in 2004, and the season was in 2003. No. Okay. No, it was the 2004 Eagles made the Super Bowl that was played in, like, February 2005. If okay. only there was uh, some way we could figure this out for sure. Oh, well. Yes, well, well, one of you is researching it. I have uh, a, I, I want to make, like, a very poignant point about something that we talked about on this podcast. The Packers hired Joe Barry. Joe Barry has been bad his entire career and we hired Joe Barry and we think that we thought on this podcast you hire someone that's bad they're going to be bad and newsflash Joe Barry's bad I saw one of my favorite article headlines of this week was Joe Barry owns a Ferrari but drives it like a Prius (laughs) like how like the the talent on the defense how are we this bad on defense and you want to know why it's because joe barry is bad period so with that bill you're literally raising your hand because you have something so urgent to say so i'm going to pass it on to you about joe barry uh well it's not about joe barry it's uh oh i have uh i have information regarding what happened in the 2003-2004 nfc playoffs uh, that is the that is the fourth and twenty six year, but that was not the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Uh, that was the year the Carolina Panthers oh won the Super Bowl with Jake lost Malone. to the New England Patriots. Correct. No shit. Uh, the the uh, the Eagles actually lost that year fourteen to three in the NFC Championship game, which sounds really quite like a really good game. I can't imagine scoring that few points in an NFC Championship game. Chad Pennington. Sure. Definitely, definitely going to have been my team. Um, so Joe Barry, though. Um, yeah, no, that, I really, appreciate it. 
I'm really yeah. glad that you brought up this Joe Barry point, Mike, because we've come full circle, full circle on Joe Barry, and I love it because the first year you hired him, wasn't it? How, how long has he been here? Is this, this his is second, second year, year or is this his, only his yeah. second year? So that's really funny because in season, we've done this switch now twice. He was really bad and it was uh, pathetic to watch and it was oh my god how could we have hired the guy that was the defensive coordinator for the 0-16 Lions the sky is falling oh my god look Joe Barry's doing fun cool stuff and the defense is really good maybe we were all wrong about Joe Barry and now everybody hates Joe Barry again because um, apparently he's gone back to playing vanilla or maybe the players aren't very good I'd like to know your take Joe Barry or players aren't good do you, but do oh, you really think the players aren't good? Because, like, I think they I, are. Well, part of it, I kind of believe, because I've been telling you guys I'm on Devondre Campbell Fraud Watch for the last two years, and he is not playing well. He was, like, a big reason you guys had a good, like, preliminary defense last year where it's like, hey, your linebackers aren't screwing up every single play. He's not screwing up, but he is not all pro number one best linebacker in the NFC, Devontae Campbell, this year, and I was all over that. Yeah, no, he, so you're he saying, has not been good. So you're saying uh, Rasul Douglas and Devontae Campbell, two guys who are basically practice squad players before two years ago, or even less, uh, aren't worth the money that we paid them potentially? <laughs> Might not be career good players. Just a, just huh. a thought. Also, Eric Stokes might be just like a crazy athlete and not maybe not actually that good. Jair Alexander still hurt. I haven't heard his name called in a while. Jair Alexander laid a big hit on uh, um, Barkley last week. Um, but no, I, I mean, that's fair. Like maybe the, the defensive players aren't that good. Uh, maybe we have like a, a higher thought on them as individuals than we should. I mean, I think I, I think they're good. I mean, the to, to put my put my beater glasses on for a second i mean the draft capital that we've spent on this defense is a lot of first round picks yes and it is. they are not playing like first is. round picks i mean some well, of them are playing really well defensive line is still pretty good would you agree have yeah I well they're good at rushing the passer I mean, kenny kenny clark is good but like we don't really have depth so okay so yeah the 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 defense, like, the defensive line is good at rushing the passer, but, okay, so, Jeremy, like, yeah, the, the players, let's just say that the players are not as good as we think they are. The EPA per play on run plays for the opposing team oh is .25, which means that every single time an opponent runs the football, the expected points from that run is .25. That not only puts us in last place, but it puts us in last place by a mile. They should not be that bad. I mean, they are historically bad against the run. And it's like, okay, let's say that all of these players are not as good as we think they are. They're not, they shouldn't be that bad. I mean, that's really bad. Yeah, this, this is your classic um, domino effect or your, um, what did I call it the other day? <clears throat> um, it's just everything compounds when the players aren't playing bad, but is it because of the coaching scheme or is it because um, like you don't have any depth, you can't do anything when stuff isn't working? Like it's just my team. Like is it the quarterback? Well, no, it's not the quarterback. It's the uh, it's the offensive line. Well, why is it the offensive line? Like well, be, like is it the receivers? Well, we didn't get any receivers. Like is it the play calling because they're bad plays or because we don't have the personnel? It's just there isn't an answer because everything is wrong. I have a theory. Uh, Joe Barry, Joe Joe Barry is the inverse. God, I cannot talk. Joe Barry is the inverse Mike Boonholzer. Okay. Right. Interesting. So, so so Mike Boonholzer's whole defensive philosophy is we'll give you the three because most of the guy, most of the people can't shoot that particularly well. Basically, we'll give up we'll give up the threes to bad shooters, but we're not going to let you get balls in the paint, right? Joe Barry's philosophy is, well, we'll let you get, we'll let you run the ball because I don't really care about stopping the run, but we're gonna, we're not gonna let you get shot plays downfield. But if they start hitting those shot plays or players start making those threes, then everything kind of falls apart because snowball. Then, because then you're letting them get both of the things instead of just one of them, and then things get bad. 
What I don't know if that you've been on. Like a long, that sounds like a long form way of ben, saying Ben don't break. It is. Yeah. It is. And also, I don't you know, know what? if you've been paying you know attention. Bring, bring him back. Bring him back. I don't the know rug. if you've been paying attention to Packers Twitter, but uh, they cannot stop the crossers. So, whatever that means. Theme of the week. Curtis Martin. I do have um, one other thing that I want to that we tweeted from the, the account and then I have a question for both of you and then we're going to move on to the to the recap of last week's game. So here from week one, here are all the excuses that I am okay with, but we cannot allow these excuses moving forward. Week one, Minnesota, first game woes. That's fine. Let it go. Then you have the Bears. Okay. Then Tampa Bay is a fine win. And then you have New England. I mean, it's an off game. It happens. And Bill Belichick's a genius. So, okay. Last week, it's the London trip. That's it. No more excuses. None. So with that, knowing that we don't have any more excuses left in our pocket. Go ahead, Jerm. Oh, I have an excuse already prepared for this week if they lose. Okay. They didn't They didn't take the bye off the, off the London week. Only one team has ever won after not taking the bye, and it was the Vikings last week against some other stupid team that we don't care to talk about. Okay. So, with that being said, with another baked-in excuse this coming week, my question, I'm going to start with Bill. Like, seriously, what... What should our expectations be moving forward? Like what like what should we expect of this team for the rest of the year? Um not a not a, not as good of a team as we've been hoping for. Okay, but what is I that? Just, like playoffs or is it like what are like I do you expect them to miss the playoffs? Uh, you still have to win right the division, now? right? That's got to be still in your crosshairs. I mean, we didn't. I'm asking. Well, I mean, we're three and two. We're second place. Um, you know, I. You know what? Let me uh, let me see how we do against the Lions. <laughs> then I'll then I'll know. Then I will know for sure. That's a that's a really good that's a really good <laughs> barometer of like your season how it's because going. I'm gonna if we play like if we play like shit against the Lions, even if we win, that's uh that's. That's real scary hours right there, but not the good kind of scary hours. Mike, let's do, let's just do a quick, just so we can get a little look ahead. Let's do a classic Bill Simmons segment and just look at the upcoming games. Let's just read off the schedule. Get a little get a small segment talk? in here. Love, yeah. love some schedule not even talk. schedule talk. Let's just, you know, like look at the games and see how we're feeling moving forward. So okay. right now we got the New York, we got the New York Jets at home. In Lambeau Field, you're hoping that that's that's got to be a win, right? Obviously, it's kind of doom and gloom if they lose that game. But you know what? Hey, London game. You're coming off the bye, or you're not coming off a bye after the London game. So, baked in excuse. Let's go after that. The Washington Command Skins at Washington. That team sucks. Has to be a win. Has to be a win. At Buffalo, you probably aren't going to win that game. No, no. I would hope you don't win at Buffalo on Sunday night. That would crush my soul. Um, so then oh, that's okay. Oh, Again, God. baked in excuse. Best team in the league, Buffalo Bills. Wait, that is a, wait. That's a classic Packers loss. Sunday night football game against an AFC team. Oh, that's a we're losing by two touchdowns. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least White might be back. Who knows? That'd be great. So and at then, this point, at this point, they're five and three. Okay, and then Bill, here we go. We've got. I'm gonna read off a few. Because this is going to be this next stretch of one, two, three, four, five games is really going to determine how the season goes. Then after the Bills game, you have at Detroit, home versus Dallas, home versus Tennessee, at Philly, at Chicago. I think we went Just three of those games. Dallas. Let me let me let me beat Dallas and the Bears, and I'm, I'm good. Well, we're going to beat like the you, Lions, like, we're going to beat Dallas, and we're going to beat the Bears, or we're going to beat the Titans and the Bears. You guys are so lucky to, again, even if you're struggling going into that Eagles, if, if you win a couple, like you beat the Lions, maybe you beat the Cowboys and the Titans, maybe you're on a three-game heater, maybe you lose to the Eagles, bounce-back game right against the Bears. It's oh, we're going to lose to the Eagles. Devonta Smith is going to have 250 yards this season. And A.J. Brown is going to have 300. All right, yeah. uh, Chad Pennington. Okay, so hang on. Um, Brett Favre. Um, so I'm looking at ESPN. The spread is 
uh, Packers minus seven and a half. Do we cover that? Do the Packers? No. I think the Jets can win this no. game, but we're going to talk about that in our in yeah, our preview. We've got to do Giants recap, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'm getting, getting ahead of myself. No, that's okay. Apologies. Right, let... But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Let's uh, let's move on to the Giants recap. So, the I know Bill, you didn't watch this game. Nope. But the uh, I, mean, I told you. I, I told. I looked at what I looked at the kickoff, and I said, "Oh, 7:30 a.m." Nope. This one's not for me. It's not for they me, start, Clyde. They started out really hot. The Packers, like they came out of the box high, real high, and they scored 17 points in the first half, and then it all fell apart. Uh, everyone talks about the three and out where they took three shot plays. But the question that I have, I think, here's my hot take. Everyone uh, put on your, your fire guarded gear. I think that the Packers have too many weapons. That's the problem on offense. Wow. Oh, no. Whoa. There's too many too weapons. Too many weapons. And not Free enough. cutting. Not enough footballs. Okay? Ooh. So, so we're like yeah. the New Jersey Nets. Only Aaron, one ball. I mean, Brooklyn Nets. Aaron Jones. AJ Dillon. What year is it? Aaron Rodgers, Romeo Dubs, or Dobbs, or Dubs. We have Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. We have uh, Christian Watson, Sammy Rob Watkins, Tunyon. Rob Tunyon, Josiah DeGuara. Ooh. When does Sammy Watkins come back from IR? Never. It's soon, right? Okay. He hasn't yet, that's for sure. Well, I, that's why I said I. I asked when. I know he has. I know he's not back. Well, okay. I know that what I'm saying is a little bit like tongue in cheek, and like I'm making a little bit of a joke. But like everyone is like, run the ball, run the ball, like get it to to Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, and like I agree, I do. But then you are also every time you turn around and hand the ball off. Now I know Aaron Rodgers is not playing well right now, but like let's set that aside. Every time you turn around and hand the ball off, you're taking the ball out of the hands of the back-to-back MVP. And so you want him to throw the ball sometimes. Like, you do. Like, you need it. And so all of a sudden, but all of a sudden, you've got all of these problems. There is only one football. And so uh, I understand. It's a joke. There aren't too many weapons on this team. Same time, running the football makes every single game more volatile it time of possession is like the most overrated freaking stat in the nfl i hate it it's a terrible dumb stat like it doesn't make any sense like we've talked about this before the packers philosophy of like limiting possessions if you're the most efficient offense in the nfl which is what they want to be you want to have the maximum number of possessions playing in a style that limits possessions makes the game more volatile. It's why teams that are bad in basketball try to slow down the game because they want to limit possessions. Because if there are, about the Badgers. there are more possessions, that is a larger sample size. The larger the sample size, the more likely the better team is going to win. That is why every single, you get the whole like, the Packers always play to the level of their competition. It's because they're in the middle or back to the pack in number of possessions per game because of the style that they play. So with that, Jeremy, I know you're raising your hand. I'm sorry I ranted. Go on. It's fine. No, it, it goes off what you're talking about. And it's kind of a retroactive theme of the week that I think came up probably going into the Giants game and was even more apparent in the Giants game. Another theme that previous week was Aaron Rodgers needs to run the offense. And apparently, I mean, I'm going to trust the beat reporters and people who are like watching and, you know, they talk to Matt LaFleur and whoever, but they want him like, he's just kind of like going rogue and playing hero ball and playing Aaron Rodgers ball, which is also a thing you kind of want. But maybe if maybe the offense is trying to get them to go downfield and use guys who are wide open on the backside, because you have so many weapons there, they've got trust everybody on the offense to make the play because i mean it is aaron Rodgers. he doesn't really have to trust these new guys especially if he doesn't he's got the intuition he's on the field but like run, run the offense is what i'm hearing do do what the offense dictates don't force it to the guy that you trust throw it to the guy that's open and apparently he's not doing that i don't watch closely enough to notice that stuff but i hear it i follow up most of the same guys you do 
So that's kind of, you're right, too many weapons. Use them. Use what yes. Coach Matt wants you to do. Listen to McFleur. Yes. Also, Bill. big coming up with the Jets game, Mike LaFleur is Ooh. on the Jets coaching staff. gamesmanship. Love it. Altoon. <laughs> All right. Then don't ask it, Lance. Bill, you. Yeah. We're gonna move on to the the preview of the Jets game. Thank God. And so, <laughs> so you had mentioned something that I think, for some reason, the betting public is still very high on the Packers and very low on the Jets, and that's why I think you see a seven point spread. Do I really think that the seven Packers are gonna? like actually cover that spread no i think that it's a very real possibility that the packers can lose this football game like i i think that betting on the jets money line like i i the packers will probably win this game but the the amount of payout that you would get for a money line bet on the jets makes complete sense to me like it is a very real possibility that the Jets win this football game. And no, I do not think the Packers covered the spread. But you go ahead, Bill. You tell me. Um, I mean, I don't think they do either. I uh, Actually, I have a, I don't want to spoil it because uh, that'll be my score prediction, so I won't get too into it. But I don't think I don't think they cover. Jeremy, how about you? All uh, right. I, I guess, yeah, it would be... I can always follow this up in the score predictions, but I'll get some of this out too. I this is for the oppos the opposition, me, you know, the counterpoint. This is just perfect. This is so perfectly set up for just an easy, or if not easy, just like a goofy classic Packers win. The Jets are coming off what their biggest scoring output, biggest win in how long? They've just beat the Dolphins, even though they had a third-string quarterback. They beat them 40-17. to 17. When's the last time the Jets scored 40 points? They are so high right now, and the Packers are, well, you know, not so low, but they're as low as they could probably be in a season like this. It's just go back to Lambeau, beat this shitty Jets team, and move on with this season. Like, that's just that's what's going to happen. I can tell you that much. It might not be fun to watch. It might uh, leave you pulling your hair out at parts and you know, chugging a couple beers at the end because something crazy happens to get some sort of win. But that's how I see this going. It's going to make me mad and it's going to make you mad too, but you're going to be the victorious in the end. Well, and I think that it's fair to say that, like, as I have in the rundown, like, I'm pretty sure the last time the Packers played the Jets at home, it was the the game that led to the, to the relax season. So like maybe we can do that again. And that's why that's why I asked that question to start with Jeremy around the idea of like, when is it time to start to panic about anything given how many times the Packers have started seasons out slow and like Aaron Rodgers has figured it out. Um, but so- Especially in seasons where like it doesn't, you shouldn't be good right away. It's just so infuriating to watch from afar because it's like, well, they're not very good. And everybody in the national media is saying they're not very good. And it's very apparent that they're not very good. And then you stop thinking about them for about three weeks. And it's like, hey, guys, the Packers are three and one in their last four. Like, God damn it. Right. <laughs> You're the guy. Right. So um, Jeremy was asking me before the podcast about how this. Now, this is how I remember the relaxed season. OK, so the Packers started out one and one game three was against the jets and the packers went down early i think the score was 17 to 3 against the geno smith rex ryan jets i've and got it right i've got it right here actually on pro football reference it looks like because they'll put the record at the one top. Two. like they'll put the record underneath the teams like what their record was after the game this was week two so it wasn't exactly the relaxed game they just they won. They were 0-1, and then the Packers won this. Now they're 1-1. Um, you were down 21 to three. Yep. And ended up winning 31 to 24. Yes. And so I'm I'm almost 100% sure that like, so you lose the first game of the season, and then that Jets team was not good, and you go down 21 to three, and it's like full pounding the panic button, like terrible 
how do you get down that much? That is a win that you walk out of and you're like, that's a loss. Like that did not feel good. And so um, then Aaron Rodgers goes on some radio station and tells everyone to relax. And and I think think he went on to win MVP that year. Um, And so, yeah, you, you... Hopefully it doesn't look like that, but maybe this will be the start of a nice little run of football in Green Bay. I don't know. Uh, I'm just reading the USA Today article about it when it came out. And uh, I love that the the two theories that our fan base had concocted, and they got so behind it that Jason Wildey asked Rogers about it on ESPN Radio. And the two theory, and that's where we got the RELAX quote from. Is the two the two theories were he was still getting he was still bothered by the collarbone injury from 2013, which okay maybe valid, or he was distracted by him dating Olivia. Bunn. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's a name. Like that is like like the Packers fan base has this has this like his entire career has been obsessed with like. Like I've definitely heard it from like my family. Like I don't know about you guys, about you, Mike, but like I've definitely heard like, oh, you know, he's it's all these these women he's dating, yes. and blah 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 blah. Or, you know, it's like really, this is what we've we've devolved to. Yes, no, no, no. There is a lo- the pa- uh, Packers fans love to blame the 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 quarterback's girlfriend at the time. Look, man, um, it's it's tough to have somebody with such celebrity star power in a place like Green Bay. They're gonna be under a microscope because they got nothing else to talk about. If the quarterback's dating a movie star, they're just gonna talk about it. That's right. Um, I think it's just because everyone everyone in the Midwest is in on an in an unhappy marriage. Yeah, and they'd also just prefer that their quarterbacks play quarterback and do nothing else. They go home, they sit in their right. cryogenic chamber, and only come out when it's football time. Yeah. Oh, you're married. That means you're not grinding tape. Right. That mindset. Right. That's right. Bart Scott. Um, so who wrote? Who Can't wrote? Wait. Who wrote in the uh, rundown? Would I rather play Joe Flacco or Zach Wilson? Me. Answer the question. Uh, Joe Flacco. I don't sure? even think it's close. Yeah, I'd rather play Joe Flacco. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, I don't. What? I don't think either are great. What if like, I told you he throws a veteran ball? Oh, uh, now I'm in trouble. Yeah, uh, Zach Wilson. Then wait, but wait, he might he might f- Aaron Rodgers' mom. Wait, how does that work? Jesus! <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Milf Hunter Zach Wilson, right? Yes, wait, correct. Y- yes. No, okay. It, it's mostly a joke question, but also kind of not because like Zach Wilson, um, could like he has like the ceiling where like he could just throw up 35 on you guys maybe it's unlikely but i just think he has that joe flacco i think you know exactly what you're getting like that pass rush is getting to him they might not get to zach wilson but joe flacco also might be more stable get you get get them 17 to 24 just real easily chug down the field he's got a better ball i think i think what jeremy just said is i think he was working in the new york jets draft room when they took Zach Wilson, because he said the ability to put 35 on you, and I immediately in my head was like, that's not a thing that he can do. And I was like, oh, that's why they just drafted him, because they also thought that was a thing. He did it last week. 40-burger. Well. So, okay. okay um, you got me. <laughs> uh, Darrell Revis, let's... Blair Walsh from 27 yards left hash. Snap good, spot down. Walsh's kick is up, and it is no good. He missed it. Are you kidding me? The season can't end like that. Let's move on to um, our favorite matchup to watch. So, Jerem, I'm going to start with you. When you're watching this game, what matchup are you going to be watching? Uh, I'm keeping with the theme of the week and seeing if those Jets receivers, of which there aren't many, but they are around, um, if they can take advantage of, because they're real young, they're nice and spry and speedy. Let's see if they can take advantage of the Packers playing super soft um, zone coverage because they've got guys. The leading receiver right now is Corey Davis. I mean, I just haven't heard that name in so long. Um, Garrett Wilson's a young, really good wide receiver. He's fun. He seems like a guy who you would care about if he wasn't on the Jets. Right. But he is, so, you know, that happens. 
Um, also, this is really funny. Looking at their targets to receptions, he has 43 targets. That's the most on their team by 13, but he's got 23 receptions. I just feel like he's not... They just feel like the quarterback play is awful. Yeah. Um, Braxton Berrios, if you guys remember from our last pod, you guys thought he might have um, been on the Patriots still. I did not, not think that. I, I did not think that. Jet. I, thought, I thought that. I thought that. And I still think it. <laughs> um, it's Prove either, me wrong. I, I do think this is another one of those. The onus is on you. <laughs> Prove me wrong. That is amazing. Look it up. This is another thing where I think these... I'm watching kind of the matchup of offense versus offense. They feel very similar. You know, um, young weapons and a two-headed monster at running back. I want to see if the Jets do anything like the Packers do. Maybe they do. Maybe they have their own pony package with Brees Hall and uh, Michael Carter. I think Brees Hall is kind of their main guy, though. MCW? So, I'm looking at wide receivers versus Sauce Gardner and the Jets. Um defensive backfield that too i gave you like three matchups i'm just all over the bill what's your matchup um i'm looking well i was gonna go with a similar thing for jeremy and then i was like you know what no we need some uh uh, what's the word i don't know diversity there it is um in our (laughs) in our our things we're watching for bernie is cold Uh, so i would like I would like to see the matchup between two highly paid linebackers who are not playing as well as they should be for what they're getting paid. And that would be Devondre Campbell versus CJ Mosley. Ooh. Ooh, CJ Mosley. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. CJ Mosley is still playing. He's still on the Jets. Oh, I know. He's still getting paid. There are so many of those, like, Alabama linebackers that I've just had tabs on and wondering if they're any good still or if they were ever good. So yeah, and he was like, I remember, I remember him being like mad and cheese because his awareness, his play recognition was always like 107, and so it was just like, every no matter what play you ran, he was there. <laughs> my uh, my matchup is, do you guys remember the Casino Night episode of The Office? Uh, yeah. You remember how, of course. How, could I how Jim was like, I don't know why, but every time I coughed, White folds, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> His tell? Yes. Aaron Rodgers. So there's a stat out there that, like, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, like, have faced the least amount of eight-man boxes on a run, and everyone's like, oh, wow, look at that. Like, that's that's incredible. That That's wild. Well, it's because every single time that someone loads up the box, Aaron Rodgers checks to a pass. And no, I'm serious. I'm not joking. That's what's happening. Oh my God. And so, but it's the truth. Like every time there's eight men in the box, we check to a pass. And then, so what the Giants did last week was they would load up the box with eight men and then back off and play whatever, too high, Tampa two, cover two, whatever we're calling it these days. And Wink so- Wink Martindale. Well, I, so like what, so- Aaron Rodgers straight up every time the opponent coughs he folds, and That's it's like so funny. It's Such the truth. A good so, reference. Is he like? Is he ever going to like run into an eight-man box? Like he's got to start doing it. Otherwise, like, what's the point? Like, oh, Aaron Rodgers oh, is this is... genius, but he can't think at a second level. What is going on? Like, figure it out. This but... is. Th- I'm switching my matchup to eight-man boxes versus Aaron Rodgers. I I want to watch this game just so I can look at that. It's crazy. It's nuts. It's so funny. So that's my matchup to watch. It's because I keep thinking, I just keep thinking of the actual episode where like anytime they load up eight in the box, Aaron Rodgers just does the thing Dwight does, just oh, so annoyed. And then he checks out of it and goes to pass. It's so he's like, good. well, of course they're coming. It is so good. What was the injury? My knee. Um... Alright, um let's uh let's transition. Someone give me a name. Ah, Sean Green. Damian Tomlinson. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the injury report. Bill, talk to us about the injury report. What's yeah. going on? <clears throat> All right. Well, there's a actually not a lot going on. Pretty light injury report uh, for both teams this week. Um, Aaron Rodgers is off the injury report. Still got the thumb, but it's taped. So you know, uh, if you're a uh, 
If you're a cheerleader for the New York Jets, uh, maybe screen your phone calls or your taxes. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Rashawn Gary is uh, questionable with a toe. Oh. Uh, Christian Watson is... Oh, that's right. Uh, Christian Watson is out with a hammy, as well as uh, noted veteran Tipa Galee. Galele. Uh, that's not right. I know that's not right. It is. Uh, it's not right. He's also out with a hammy. It's Tipa Nalia. Should Christian Watson just be on IR? What's the deal there? You tell me. So like game um, three, right? He hasn't played in a while. He played last week for a half. Oh, okay. But then he got hurt. Irving. <laughs> so. Uh, so uh, we got to think of a nickname for him. It's uh, it can't quite go Anthony Data Davis, but uh, ah, that's really good. I'd Christian uh, Hammy Watkins and yeah. Anthony Data Davis are just like the best. <laughs> Funniest name. Hammy Hammy Watkins is very good. And that's been like a years Um, long thing. We first said that in like 2019. Somebody in our group said that. Yes. Oh, it's been a thing. I know. know. It's not us. We didn't create it. But um, did you give us the Jets injury report? No. No, I was about to. Uh, Dwayne Brown. Excuse me. Dwayne Brown. Say that three times fast. Am I right? Uh, He's out. Sorry. Questionable with a shoulder. And Jermaine Johnson is out with an ankle. Uh, Carl Lawson, C.J. Mosley, and Quincy Williams are all listed, but um, they were full participation on Friday. Carl Lawson, that's a name. Former Bengal. Former Raider? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, you know what? Oh, God, I don't know what Are I you did. thinking Carl Nassib? Yeah. <laughs> Former Raider. Whoops. Former, former Carl. Okay. So it looks like most teams are pretty healthy. Nothing really big going on. You don't have to deal with Joe Flacco and Garrett and what's his name, um, Zach Wilson being hurt. Um, they got all their guys. Looks like they're also settling the running back backfield. Reese Hall's taking over for Michael Carter. Some idiot in one of my fantasy leagues tried to trade me Michael Carter. He's the number one back in uh, New York. I'm like, I know he's not. Stop. Just stop. Well, that actually leads me perfectly to um, what we're most afraid of. And for me, it's the running game. I am very afraid of the Jets running game. We can't stop the run. I think that they're just going to run at us. We're going against a McFleur-style offense where they want to pound the rock unless their running backs are A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. So... That means they're going to run the ball. We're not going to stop the run. That's why this game is going to be so much closer than people think. That is what I'm most afraid of. Bill, what are you most afraid of? Uh, This one's uh, a bit of a uh, language joke. Uh, The Packers put the... language joke. (laughs) Packers put the offense in offense. Because it's offensive (laughs) to watch. You're afraid that they just peter out and stink again? I'm afraid they're going to beat her out. <laughs> yes! That's a winner. Jeremy, what should we be most afraid of? Um, I'm going to go with what I'm most afraid of as an opposer. Um, I'm afraid that Zach Wilson's just going to stink because I just don't believe he can have two good games in a row. That's just not a thing now you're that afraid Zach Wilson's allowed to do. What? I said, now you're afraid of Zach Wilson stinking? Um, no, we're just at the segment, so now I'm afraid, Love yes. Yeah, Love so. it. Love it. I just think he's going to – it's just it's like, so oh. possible that he just walks into Lambo. He's like, oh, my God, I'm bad again. <laughs> that is a podcaster pro right there in Jeremy. I love it. All right, Jericho Cotri. Did you just listen to the question I just answered? Okay, I got three years invested in Brett Hundley, two years invested in Joe Callahan. The quarterback room is exactly where it needs to be. Let's uh, <laughs> let's move on, Jeremy. You've got our you've got our transition or our transition. You've got our uh, matchup stats versus the Jets. So why don't you tell us about the historical matchups of these two teams? Oh, here we go. I like yeah. 
cue the NFL Films music, a little history lesson. Finally got a little bit of a structure I found out that I want to do with these. Dun, 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 <laughs> Here we go. Dun, 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 exactly what I was thinking. Thank you. Alright, the Packers and the Jets have played 13 times total in their history. The Jets That's lead not the a lot. 8 to 5. It's not a lot, I'm surprised. I thought it would at least go back to the 60s. It did not. Um, probably closer to the AFL-NFL merger is probably when that they started playing each other. So the Jets lead the series 8-5. to five. The Packers have won their last three against the Jets, all with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. And the Jets won the previous three, all with Brett Favre as the quarterback. Their first meeting was September 17th, 1973. It was the season opener. Packers dominate 23 to 7. Broadway Joe had a stat line of 16 for 33 for 203 yards. No touchdowns, one interception. And it was played at Milwaukee County Stadium, which I did a little history lesson and didn't realize the Packers didn't start playing full time at Lambeau Field until 1995. That stadium is a fraud. We will talk about this another day. Whoa. That's why. But that's why that's why that's why uh, there's the gold package tickets because once they yes there is I read uh, about that last night yeah that's why that's why when they finally got rid of playing at County Stadium they offered tickets to all of the Milwaukee area fans in the gold package yep, they so that's did. why so you get two games a year and preseason because that's what um, that's what my grandpa had for a long time uh, and that's why everyone talks shit about the gold package crowd because they're all people who come up from Milwaukee. And don't normally Those go are to the games, games we go to. <laughs> the that is also in true. The Raiders game, <laughs> but that's also that's also why um, I think it was the Raiders game when I got told that I make a better door than yeah. a window. Love it. A guy who is at least three times my age. I need you to yeah. know that Damn. the the better door than a window thing is straight Wisconsin. I hit. Helen with you make a better door than a window like a couple weeks ago. She had no idea what I was talking about. It is so good. I still don't know what it means. It just means get out of the way. Yes. Yeah. I don't like the thing. I I can't see through you because you're not a window. You're a door. Yes. Ah. It's so very good. It's basically how it goes. We will talk about this Lambeau Field thing another day, but I had to get that out there because I didn't know this. On the most recent matchup between the Packers and the Jets came on December 23rd, 2018. The Packers improved to 6-8-1 and in a 44-38 OT victory. Yes. Aaron Rodgers was 37 for 55. 442 yards, two touchdowns through the air, two touchdowns on the ground. Wow. Sam Donald was 24 of 35 for 341 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions. And I posed the question before watching the highlights of that game. Was this the last time Sam Donald ever looked good? Because that's a pretty good line. He didn't look good. <laughs> that is it was just kind of an air raid game. This was also Aaron Rodgers' 100th career regular season win. And the Packers special teams was notably rampant and bad in this game it's the only reason it was close they were down 35 to 20 Packers came back and the only reason the Jets got in field goal range is because I mean prior to the game they gave up a 99 yard touchdown to on the kickoff and then when they were up by three all they needed to do was stop them from getting a field goal the Jets returned it to like the Packers 40 what the Packers special team that's the last time you played the Jets love it (laughs) Do you really need two? I mean, can I have one? If you come over and watch some movies with me. All right. So before we get into our, our, our predictions, we are bringing back one of our favorite segments of all time. There are going to be Jets fans listening to this podcast, and you may think you're going to win this football game because I said you might actually win. But if you win, even though you won't, because we did a Packers pregame podcast and they do not lose when we do the Packers pregame podcast, If the Packers lose, Jets fans, I want you to remember this. And Packers fans, I want you to be able to scream this at people walking out of the stadium. I am going to start. I want to start here. I want you to remind Jets fans 
that East Rutherford, which is a city the size of Fall Creek, Wisconsin. I'm going to say that again. In terms of population, it's the size of Fall Creek, Wisconsin. Has three fire departments because they have to have enough manpower to put out the dumpster fire that is the New York Jets. Very good. That was good. Hey, hey, Mike. Yeah. Hey, you guys know who runs those fire departments, I bet? No. Fireman Ed. <laughs> hey Got him. Got him. Hey, you guys wanna you guys wanna know about Fireman Ed? Tell me. J E T S. And I uh, I'm actually this is gonna this is gonna be a little bit of a uh, of a spoiler for things to remember, if that's okay. Go for it. So, um he was an actually New York City firefighter. Uh, injured on the job two thousand seven. Um T Y T Y S F. That's right. Um, I don't know how long he'd been going to games. Um, oh, since 1986. So actually not that long. Maybe a fraud watch there. Um, <laughs> but um, he actually left at halftime of the, uh, the butt fumble game and said that he would no longer <laughs> lead cheers at Jets games as Fireman Ed. Um, oh my God. And then uh, guess what? First game of the 2015 season, he's back. Oh. The chance. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Fraud watch again. Back. You know what? Fairweather fan right there. Yep. All right. What, Noted what historically right, good team, the Jets. I'm going to go because this is one of my favorites because I am the one here who likes to put on for the historical figures of our game and stop you guys from slandering the good names of those that came before what we're watching today. But this one does not deserve that. Joe Namath was not good. You, got, you can you can have that Super Bowl. It's really cool. He wore the fur coats. That dude is a bad quarterback. You guys yes. you guys need to know it and accept it. Yes. You guys you it. guys remember when he was remember when he was drunk on ESPN trying to hit on Susie Colbert? Yes. No. Yes. Oh, look that shit up. Oh, Joe. Incredible. Uh, well, speaking well, of Joe, if, if, if you don't mind, uh, there's a short list of players off the top of my head who made the Hall of Fame off of one game, and they shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame at all. One is Joe Namath. The other is Pearl Davis. Yeah? I might have to push back on that one after the pod. I'm going to do some research and get back to you. Bill, what else? What else should we be yelling and reminding Jets fans? Uh, I mean, I mentioned it already. Someone put it. I didn't put it, but butt fumble. I mean, that was back when back when Sports Center was like good, and they actually did like top ten and not top ten plays and all that. I think they, I think they literally had to retire the butt fumble because it made like the not top ten for like two years in a row or something stupid like, right. so like I, didn't not like, top 10 like, wasn't like a voting thing where like number one stayed number one as long yes. as it was voted yes <laughs> yeah for years and like it was it was it was weeks if not months and they finally were like you know what we can't we can't put the butt fumble number one anymore because it would be they would live here long after football as an organized sport had died <laughs> it would just America. remain it would remain in perpetuity at the top of the not top 10 they're suppressing voters. That's anti-American. Yes. It's true. Stop the count. Stop the count. That's right. So I'm begging for somebody to say another thing on this list so I can push back. The green and white colors are disgusting. Those old jerseys that they had were awesome. Bro, I, I hate them now. No, but the they green are and, so the green and Because the Curtis Martin green and white are good. You know, it's... It's a good thing, Mike, that we don't root for a team with green and white in their color scheme, right? No, that's a different green and a different white. <laughs> how do you give, how can you give different white? Uh, how can you give a different white? Those, those Packers color weird. rush, those those white Packers color rush actually are kind of jetsy, like the white with the green numbers. Oh my gosh, we have not talked about this yet. How have we not talked about this? Okay, um, are they wearing the throwbacks? Yes. They the are this throwback. Week. Oh god, what a game to pick. The Jets. <laughs> yes, they're wearing the throwbacks this week. Ah, oh, let's go. 
Mike's back. So Packers good. by 30. We gotta get score predictions while Mike's hot. Let's do it. Let's get score predictions. Let's do it. Germs, start out with your score prediction. Wow. I'm a primetime player. I came through when it counted and uh, got my second TV. I got one for my living room now and one for my bedroom. So All right, just like I said earlier, I think it's gonna be uh, a lot of the Packers playing off wide receivers. The Jets might have to try to take advantage of their skill players, but I am also very worried about Zach Wilson being pretty bad this week because he can't have two games in a row good. That's just not how this works. It is Lambeau Field. I think that the youngster is going to go in there and not know what to do with that. It's going to be a little cold. He does play in New Jersey. Don't forget, it's New Jersey, not New York. It's still a little bit cold up there, but this is not the Meadowlands. This is Lambeau Field. He's going to come in there and it's gonna be really bad for him and the Jets are still not very good and the Packers are gonna get back to what they do best, which is making me look like an idiot for thinking they're gonna be a bad team and they're just gonna turn it all around, run all over them. Aaron Rodgers isn't gonna check out of an eight-man box. Um, the receivers are gonna light it up. Romeo Dobbs is gonna have his breakout game. I'm going Jets 21, Packers 10. Whoa! Bill. Um, sorry, I thought of a joke, but it's, uh, it's not for the pod, unfortunately, because I would get capital C canceled if I told it. Um, just tell it, I'll bleep it out if it's too bad. Okay, do you know why Aaron Rodgers always checks out of the box? Whoa, yeah, we're gonna have to bleep that one out. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I have been... I've been sitting here for 20 minutes trying to think of an eight-man box Aaron Rodgers innuendo joke, and I finally got it. Yeah, I may just I may just delete that entire part. <laughs> Not even. That's okay. I just had. I, <laughs> I just needed to. Uh, I just needed to get it off my chest. Anyway, score predictions, am I right? Yes. Um, a lot of what Jeremy said. I'm gonna echo that by not saying it. Um. Uh, like I said earlier, they are not going to cover the spread. Hold on, that is not how an echo works. You can't echo something by not saying it. No, that is how you say it. <laughs> echo. No, he... Jeremy... No, that's how an echo works, because Jeremy said it, and it echoed, and now it sounds like it's coming from me. Gotcha. It's, it's reverberating, coming back. Okay. Um, uh, but uh, I think this game's going to be ugly. Um, yeah, I think, what was it, the, the Patriots game, everyone was like, win ugly, and I was like, yeah, and then the next couple of games happened, they were like, oh no, not win ugly, it's kind of bad. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should try winning good. <laughs> um, here's the, th just a thought. That should be the just title of the podcast, maybe we should try winning good. Just my, just my two senses of as a sports junkie, what's the Bron hashtag, Jeremy? Just I know you know my it. Twitter profile. Well, okay. I was hoping my you had bio. that recall. It's in the bio. Anyway, all right. Um, yeah. So all that being said, um, it's gonna be Packers twenty-four, Jets twenty-one. Packers win the game on a Macon Crosby field goal. Ooh. All right. I'm still revving hot, boys. We have the Packers playing in the throwbacks, which are so clean. And especially when they're going to be offset against the ugly, ugly Jets jerseys. Again, the ugly Jets jerseys. Disgusting Jets jerseys. I'm revving hot. The Packers offense is going to rev hot. Aaron Rodgers is going to run into the eight-man box over and over and over again. A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, they are going to hammer the rock. They're going to be getting six, seven yards a pop. And then we're going to hit two deep shots to Romeo Dubs and to Alan Lazard for touchdowns. The Packers win 35 to 19. They move on to go play the Washington Command Skins and getting ready for the Sunday night showdown against the Buffalo Bills. Oh, I'm not, I'm not good at math, but 35-19 is an ugly score, and I don't know how they get there. Score got me, I That's think. a lot of field goals. Um, <laughs> look it up. All right, that is it. You are welcome for listening to the Packers pregame podcast. We will talk to you, well, maybe next week. There's a big event going on next week.
may not be able to do it. We got to do it during the week, guys. We're going to have to find it like a weeknight. Well, you, you're probably not going to be working most of the, or towards the end of the week, so you guys might be free. I'll be free. I'm free every evening. Beautiful. I've been free literally every day. All right. You are welcome for listening. Bill. I am unemployed. Bill, send us out. Go back home.